This is public relations here, people. Is it a ghost? It, it could. Can you get you? Apparently we can. Oh my God. Apparently you can't get your dick sucked by a ghost. Poltergeist, it's a very different mood. Come, come into the light, Carol Ann. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> come into the light, Carol Ann. Start dreaming of small women and big pools. Okay. Guys, you just feel so close to you tonight. And I want to thank you for coming to my fag talk. No. But you don't like fag? Okay. So I have something just for you. Well, I mean, I don't know. This is, I guess I'm cute enough to be a bear, but I mean, I have to have a lot more her, but you know, it's okay. <sighs> so seeing you, my friend, you make me think of this boys camp that could have been, but never was in Lake Putatinmi, Wisconsin. And we would run to the mess hall and we would sing the camp Putatinmi theme song. And it went, a little some, some, something like this. <clears throat> oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm used to men walking out in the middle, too. It's, thank you, guys. <laughs> So brave doing crowd work with a room full of comedians. So brave. All right, uh, your next comedian, one of my favorite people in San Francisco. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you, everybody, Monday night people. All right. Um, I used to be more in touch with my body, and not in that way. Must everything be about sex with you people? Jeez. No, I'm talking about that that uh, thing that you get when you, you exercise or do you know yoga or something. I don't know. I don't do that kind of shit. I pretty much live in my head. And don't take that the wrong way either. You twist it a lot. No, I mean, I have conversations in my head all the time. Like, why is that guy frowning? Is he mad at me? No, I think he's just crabby like that. Are you sure? I think it's me. Well, I know one thing I am in touch with, my feelings. And I can feel you wanted a better ending to this joke. So did I. All right. Uh, do you think cavemen knew that they had to have eight hours of sleep? And how could they tell? Did they, I think about, I woke up one day at two o'clock in the morning thinking about this. If they have, if the word came on down high, from the Cavemen's um, Physicians Association, and it said eight hours of sleep is optimal. And all the cave people said to themselves, we want to comply, let's do this. What is an hour? And where do I get eight of them? And then they said, bam, bam, go to sleep. Wake up when the cock crows. Because we don't, that needs a better ending if you guys have a suggestion, because I've been working on it and I, I'm hitting a block. Um, what is this one? 
oh, because I, oh, no, that's, oh, I've been depressed um, about half of my, I've been clinically depressed about half of my life. Here's a depressing thought, sorry. Here's a depressing thought. I've been clinically depressed almost half my life. Here's an uplifting thought. At last count, 27 of my various therapist kids attended Stanford, Harvard, and Yale. Coincidence? I don't think so. Here's another depressing thought. I have a BA in English and theater, a master's in creative writing, a teaching credential, and a certificate of completion from Columbia University School of Bartending. All true. And yet I stand before you without a steady job. Here's an uplifting thought. At my last set, I got a free drink ticket. Comedy pays. Here's another depressing thought. Most women my age are married or in a relationship, have kids and grandkids and good jobs and nice homes in Walnut Creek. I have none of those things. Here's a depressing thought. Most women my age are, or here's an uplifting thought. I'll get this right yet. Most women my age are dead. <laughs> well, that's probably not a good, I'll work on that and get back to you. Thank you. Uh, you ever notice how once you start writing things down on little slips of paper that you have little slips of paper everywhere and post-its and all different colors and not line paper and three by five cards and and pretty soon you've got a mountain of little paper scripts of paper telling you that you're a failure because you can't have a book or a phone like you know normal people and okay that's Still working on that one, I mean. Thank you. Um, that goes to this paper. See, this is old school here. Because I have OCD, people have asked me to explain the difference between obsessions and compulsions. When you have obsessions, you worry a lot. You avoid unlucky things like raisins. When you have compulsions, you repeat certain actions over and over. You touch and count whatever says, touch me, count me. Should you have both and you obsess all day about your compulsions, then you're fucked. <laughs> did I touch the kitchen table? When I left the kitchen, did I touch the table? It's Monday. I fight crime on Mondays. All right, there's some people in the other room I have to count. Thanks very much. Yay, Lord Growls with new jokes. Yeah, yeah. The caveman joke thing. I was thinking too. I was gonna say pictures. Something like the their alarm is that they have to write draw a picture on the wall or something, or that. The, right, but or that the saber toothed tiger has to wake them up, or but. When Ugg gets eaten, that's when it's. Sabretooth tigers and cave drawings. Everybody, Lauren Kraut, yay! Yay, 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 Your next comedian, he was just uh, giving things. I laughed so hard at you on Saturday at that uh, show. Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine, yay! I had a day. 
Uh, I walked, what, 14,000 steps, got a three PS3, and shoved a Muni cop. Uh, so I'm living real hard. He, it, they're not real cops. They can't impede your exit. They're not allowed to touch you. Just saying. And there's like, oh, there's a, there's a camera. You can't push me. There's a camera. And I'm like, what are you going to take it back to Muni CSI and, and really crack down on every bearded dude that you find that didn't pay for the bus? It's all of them. None of us pay for the bus. <laughs> you know, fuck, fuck that. My tax dollars are going to freedom, not to this late ass 29 uh i um i am an agnostic um and what that means is that cosmically i am undependable uh <laughs> i don't trust my opinion there might be mustard somewhere on my body and i, I don't trust it, my opinion of if there's a god or not um, people are like, oh, Spencer, don't you, you know, you should get in good with God. Don't you want to be good with the man upstairs? Uh, no, I have five fucking roommates and no one told me God was moving in. I don't know how big eternity and all of everything is, but I'm sure it won't fit in a fucking two by two walk-in closet. How big's a walk-in closet? I don't know dimensions. Can God make a walk-in closet so small that he himself cannot accessorize it? I don't, I don't know. These are the big questions we must, uh, I don't believe in superstitions. Um, I, I, I feel that, uh, they are dumb and they're a way that we convince ourselves to be dumb. Uh, and so I walk under every ladder I see because that might be the safest place in an earthquake. Uh, and if I, maybe I don't like how I look and I'm going to break a mirror, uh, because they were built to be fragile. If you didn't want mirrors to break, maybe you should have made them stronger mirror industry and I'll be damned if I give a black cat any more power over me than it already has. <laughs> I, he already can just yell at me and I feed him. If I have to stop and go around him every time he walks in front of me, Jesus, it's going to be ancient Egypt all over again. Cats ruled those suckers. No one, no other, no, no other modern civilization is like, oh man, cats are so cool. We know they're evil. We revere them, but they're not good. If, if, if someone wants to know if you're a dog person, it's a more serious question than it used to be. Uh, it used to be like, do you like dogs? Yeah, I like dogs. And then you would go on your way modern america and now it's actually a question that means are you a serial killer and can i trust you yeah. <laughs> if people want to know if you're a cat person that's a health check okay they're just making sure that you're okay if people want to know if you're a lizard person that's because they're in the deepest seats of government and they're behind everything uh, but, oh, no, how are we going to tell who the lizard people are? Has anyone in your life ever legitimately said you should eat a cricket? Fucking lizard person, okay? Just, I'm going to leave on that. Think about it. Follow the money.
All right, Aspen, Spencer Devine. Spencer Devine, everyone. That was fantastic. Your cat set. Oh, my God. Is he eating crickets? Dear Lord. That was amazing. All right. Your next comedian is a favorite all over the Bay Area. Put your hands together for Jason King. Yay. How's it going, everybody? Make some noise for yourselves. We're doing the work. We're doing the work. Hell yeah. Good set last night, dog. Cool. We root for each other. He's gonna go wash his mouth off because things are gross. He's screaming in the bathroom. Everything's gonna be okay. Wash your mouth out. I, I don't know if we have hand sanitizer. I know there's some gel. I don't know. Oh, God. Are you okay? You can use a different microphone. Use the one that's on the table. Is, is he gonna be okay? It's like that time last week where I accidentally fed Kavita some pecans and. She almost died. You can use the other mic if you want on the table. Pull it out. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'd already touched my mouth. Is this? Does it work? All right. How's your days going? <laughs> um, I uh, I uh, let's see. What do I want to talk about? I. Yeah. I, I guess, man. Oh. Follow the trail and see where it goes. I don't know. Um. <laughs> I uh, I recently saw my ex at a sex shop, uh, which wasn't ideal, you know, because like you know when when you're in that situation, I have to wonder for the rest of the day like who's putting that gag in her mouth, and she has to she now knows that I'm fucking a silicon butt. <laughs> yeah. That's not that's not great. And there's like there's no way to like take those facts and spin them positively, you know. It's not like she's using the gag because she's lonely. I'm I'm I bought the the butt because chicks dig it. You know? That's not that's not the case. The worst part is that she she met me in the checkout line, you know, which means that I had to peruse the entire store, you know, and then I ended up with that, you know. I was like, yeah, I had to make that decision. I am I am this sad. All right, cool. Joke is trash, <laughs> but I think the ending is interesting. I um, let's see. I I think it's interesting how like uh black people have like been blatantly giving each other advice in song for like hundreds of years, right? Like all like this all like the slave songs. Like they teach you how to escape, right? It's like wait in the water, right? All those songs. It's like that, and I, I think it's just wild that they would like sing these songs right in front of their masters. You know, like the master would be watching them and they'd just be like, smack your master over the head with the broom <laughs> when he's asleep at night. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fucking crazy. The thing is, like, it was sometimes some of the, the instructions are so subtle, right? That, uh, like, they, the slaves might not even have known but they, that those were the instructions, right? They might have just been running through the woods and eventually, like, they hit a pond, they're trapped, and there's dogs behind them chasing. They're like, wait a minute. Wait in the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then and then you kind of think about today, and then, you know, a lot of the gangster rap just tells you how to do like other illegal shit, you know, right? They're like, they're like, uh, 
baking soda. I've got baking soda. Whip it through the glass. <laughs> I had the same artist. Is, is the artist's name is O.T. Genesis. He has another song where he also explains how to make crack again. He's like, cut it, cut it, cut it, <laughs> cut it. There are people who like rap music. The thing is, like, it's it's not only American black people that have been like slipping each other advice through song. Like, it's all it's also the Africans. Like, they do it too. Like, if you listen to African music, they tell you exactly when to hunt during the day. You know, like, like, like you know, you know this one. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. We go out at night. You know. <laughs> hunt at nighttime. That's what that song is about. <laughs> Alright, I'm running out of time, so I'm not going to be able to finish this, but um, I uh, going back to sex stuff, I, I recently let a girl tie me up and gag me. Yeah. I like that response. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I let a girl tie me up and gag me. But here's the thing, I, I only found out after she tied me up that this was only her second time having sex. So I was petrified. <laughs> Right. I, uh, the thing is, like, uh, like you, you, you don't want to submit yourself to someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Like I was tied up. I was gagged and I was blindfolded. So the only thing I could hear was, should I start with this? <laughs> right. I'm just sitting there on the bed like, no. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have time to finish this, guys. Thank you very much for the time. <laughs> Jason King, everyone. Hooray. I thought a wimbleway was the word for night. <laughs> I have no idea. A wimbleway, a wimbleway, a wimbleway, a wimbleway. It might be. I don't know. Sounded legit. All right. Um, after our next comedian, uh, Max, will have you go up. And your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Kava to sing. Yay! <laughs> This mic? You can use either one. That the other one was like this Mike Spencer sort of spit into, but it's your choice. Wait, so Jason, did she uh, did she fart in your face? What was that? What was that sound? All right, that's tar. Oh yeah, what was the sound? Come out. Oh, oh, dude, that sounded like she was like taking a dump on your face, right? Am I right? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I'm gonna go home for the holidays. Uh, I'm not too excited to, to go home. I feel like my mom feels less of my mom ever since she became a grandma. You know, like all of her attention has been diverted away from me and towards towards this like two foot babbling shit show. Um, and it makes me mad because like anytime she like waddles around the house running around half naked it's like cute but anytime i do it it's like disturbing and traumatizes our accountant you know it just doesn't feel fair um and yeah no i i it's like sometimes i just want to talk to my my niece and just be like you know what the unbalanced raisinette that's my mom that's my mom okay you have your mom the well-adjusted dimply one with the skincare routine and then just shove her, you know. We can shove babies. You, they, their diapers are basically trampolines. I don't know. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I am a pretty good granddaughter, but um, my grandma makes me want to kill her too. 
like uh over the summer uh, she she got covid and she just like mass infected everyone in my family and so my parents like at night made me check her oxygen levels right um and it was so low i was like ah like I was like, all right, mom, uh, good news and bad news. Good news, she's dead. Bad news is that she's come back as a vampire. Like, it was just so disturbingly low. Um, my mom was like freaking out. She's like, oh my God, why is her O2 so low? And I was like, you know how Nani likes attention. You know, like, I just, I just feel like her brain was like, okay, no one has talked to me for two minutes. Body, shut the valves. Like, nothing goes in, nothing comes out. Um, but yeah, no, my parents were like, oh my God, take her to the hospital and I was like wait and I just go and I like put the little o2 my finger and I'm just like she's fine you know but I mean you know we ended up going to the hospital okay but you know we were waiting in the ER for six hours and you know what if you're waiting in the ER for six hours eventually your body just like sorts itself out you know like you could be spiraling for six hours you could be spiraling for one hour and then eventually your body is like maybe I should just breathe um, anyway, I don't know. I don't know why I'm just talking. Uh, okay. Uh, I think it's, I think it's hard being, um, I think rejecting people is really hard. It's no matter how like kindly it's put, getting rejected could be super challenging. Uh, you can't like, it's so, super easy to take it personally. Like this dude one time rejected me and he was like, you know, super informal. It was like, Hey, just wanted to inform you that I am no longer interested slash not feeling it. Glad we could reset and realign expectations. I was like, to whom it may concern, uh, was not expecting a return offer since it has been three months. By the way, it is absolutely not okay to listen to the fray on your running playlist. You know, not normal. Jesus, I didn't work on anything. Um, I feel like I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yay. Cough it up. What's the fray? I'm really old and out of touch. The fray? I don't, I don't even know what that is. I am so out of touch. Oh, I know that song. Okay. 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 That's, I got it. I get your joke. All right, your next comedian. Excited, excited to have him here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Max Eddy. Let's go, dude. I fucking love the Frey Kavita. Shut the fuck up, dude. That shit, that shit slaps, dude. Whatever. But okay, I've been having this issue recently. Do you guys get like the same targeted ad over and over again? Like it's so I've been having that recently, uh, but it's not good. Like ten times a day, I get a targeted ad that's like, "Were you molested in the Boy Scouts?" Which is it's like it's not the time you know ever you know like i'm just i'm searching for tchotchkes on amazon and amazon's like max something happened like it's it's not like that's it, the crazy thing too is i was in the boy scouts i don't think anything happened but that algorithm is very good okay so i don't know maybe bezos knows something that i buried is all i'm saying like Maybe when I was 10, I was getting diddled in a tent and Jeff was outside on a laptop like, he's gonna need to know about this later. Like, you know, we're gonna sell him better help, you know, but um, yeah, man. I only got my dick sucked once in the Boy Scouts and uh, it was by a mosquito, so it was chill. Um, but yeah, actually I did get a mosquito bite on my dick one time and I had to tell my scoutmaster about it, but I didn't want to tell him where it was. 
So I just asked him, I was like, what do you do for a mosquito bite? And he's like, well, what you're going to want to do is put lotion on it. I was like, cool. What's next? Um, it's literally all I do. I was jerking off. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, it's a, that'd be crazy to be a mosquito that sucked a dick. Like, because, like, you can't, you can't, like, go back to arms and legs and shit, right? Like, that's the holy grail. Like, that's, it's all blood. Like, it's, like, imagine being a mosquito trying to explain it to your friends. Like, dude, I swear to God, between his legs, like, like, is it everything? Like, he saw a pretty lady and just, like, um, um, and <laughs> friends are like, man, you got fucking malaria. Shut the fuck up, bro. Um, mosquitoes from the projects. So, um, <laughs> it's a fucking down mosquito. Um. Yeah, uh, this is dumb. I don't know if it's even a joke yet, but it did happen to me today. Uh, a dog ran up to me at Going Gay Park today, and I pet I pet the dog because it was licking me. And the owner was like, "Don't pet my dog. What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't." I, uh, she came on to me. Like that's <laughs> that's like that's I like rape um, or what? I don't know. But um, and she was like, it, "She's a service dog," and I was like, "Oh, what's wrong with you?" Uh, I didn't say that, but. <laughs> That'd have been fun, but um, uh, I was like, I how am I supposed to know that? And she's like, she's wearing a vest, and I was like, I, I don't know. You just seem like the kind of cunt that would dress up their dog. Uh, like, yeah, Either that or she works for the Salvation Army. I don't really know, but um, but uh, then uh, she said she hit me with the line of like, would you pet somebody who's at work? Like the dog is at work right now. Would you pet somebody who's at work? And I'm like. If I paid for it, like, uh, <laughs> if I paid extra, I should have said extra. That would have been funnier. But, um, yeah, the dog is a stripper, and I had sex with it. Um, is, that, is that a good end to the joke? I had sex with a dog, <laughs> like, sexual. Can you, could you stand up while you clap, John, please? <laughs> um, do I, thank you. Thank you. Um, do I have anything else? I'm sure I do. Oh, uh, did you guys know that um, men uh, go to the doctor less than women? You, like, that's so that's so funny that, like, men will literally die before they, like, ask anybody for help. Like, just, like, fucking having a heart attack. Like, no, I'm fucking good. Like, no, fuck. Um, it's, it's just, that's so funny to me. Like, you're literally, you're like, oh, fuck. It's like, no, you're dead, dude. Like, it's just, um, yeah. No, men go to the doctor less than women. And uh, real men don't go to the doctor at all. Okay, that's... That's what I say, okay? I've had a ringing in my ears for eight, eight months. Uh, my sister says it's tinnitus. I call it freedom, okay? I do. And I say let freedom ring, honestly. Let freedom ring. Like, it's, yeah, it's dumb. Uh, but, um, yeah, um, I think, um, did you guys like the part where I had sex with a dog? Was that, where I had sexual, it was, it was doggy style, uh, just FYI. I don't know if I mentioned that part. Um, no, you guys are great. Thank you, bye. Magnetic pushing boundaries, how edgy! That edgy dog fucking material, hell yeah! Your next comedian's new to the room, so clap your hands together, everybody, for Art Galustenyan! Yay! Dude, you are an alpha male. You fuck dogs, don't go to the doctor. That's some real, real alpha male shit. I like that. All right. Guys, um, I'm from San Francisco, but I think San Francisco is weird because in San Francisco, it's easier to come out as gay than it is as a Joe Rogan fan. You know what I mean? 
I've lived in San Francisco for 20 years, but I'm actually an immigrant. And like my family and I have gone through some real struggles and hardships before we got here, you know, like violence, discrimination, my parents refugees, all that. And a lot of immigrants relate to this, right? They got similar backgrounds. But I got this coworker that always tries to relate to me on immigrant shit. She'll always say shit like, or that really resonates with me because as you know, I'm an immigrant myself. And it pisses me off because she's from Canada. You know what I mean? Like two, three years ago in my country where I'm from, Armenia, we were fighting a war for like our survival. Two, three years ago, Canada was fighting the Golden State Warriors for an NBA championship. You know what I mean? It's not the same. But I'm Armenian. I actually lived in Russia for 10 years. And some of that Russian thinking rubbed off on me because I look at Canada and I'll just think like, damn, that's like America's Ukraine. You know what I mean? We should take them over. All right, enough shitting on Canada. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I got arrested. And I went to jail, which sounds badass, but it's stupid because I got arrested in San Francisco for weed. Which is like damaging your eardrum by using a Q-tip. You know what I mean? Like they'll warn you that it could happen. You never heard of it actually happening to nobody. What's stupider is I didn't get arrested by a San Francisco police officer. I got arrested by a San Francisco State University police officer. You know how embarrassing it is getting arrested by a campus cop? That's like getting suspended by a substitute teacher. Because are they even allowed to do that? And the stupidest part, I didn't even go to SF State. I was just driving by. And what happened was I had weed in the car. I was driving. I pulled over. A few days before, I actually watched this YouTube video that taught you how to deal with cops. So I thought I was ready. I thought I was going to get away. I thought I was a goddamn lawyer. The cop walks up. He's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I said, no, officer, I do not, because they tell you not to admit your guilt. He says, get out the car. I'm going to search it. I said, no, officer, I do not consent to the search. You're going to need a warrant for that. Then he said, get the fuck out of the car. I'm going to drag you out. And I didn't know what to do because I fell asleep before the video ended. So I, I didn't get to that part. So I got out of the car. He handcuffed me. I was sitting on the curb. Two more cop cars pull up because he called for backup. Here's how I imagine the conversation went. He called for backup. He's like, hey, this is the campus cop. I made an arrest. I need backup. And the cop on the other line was probably like, are you even allowed to do that? Um, so I kind of give off douchey vibes. I get that. And I drive a Tesla, so it doesn't help with that at all. But it's weird having a Tesla because when I first got it, people were like, oh, that's great. You must really want to save the environment. But now people are like, oh, that's douchey. You must really want to suck Elon's cock. And I don't understand why people assume those two things are mutually exclusive. Like, yes, I want to save the environment and suck his dick. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you. I don't like double standards. For example, when a woman squirts, people are like, that's some sexy ass shit. But if a man squirts, they're like, that's some Archelia ass shit. It's the same P. All right, let's see what else I got. All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. Clap your hands together for art, everyone. Yay. Yay. Thanks for coming and being here. Yeah, I know. Squirting, huh? I mean, okay. Yeah, I don't, I just, I, I just, I hate doing um, laundry. <laughs> I only pee on people in the shower. That's just, you know, the way to get it done. Your next comedian, I don't know where he pees on people. Put your hands together for Dorian Trung. Yay. <laughs> Uh, I've been watching uh, the World Cup lately, and uh, right, it turns out I'm a patriot. I didn't even know about that, man. I just, I like five minutes in, and I'm like, these boys are heroes. 
Speaking of Patriots, uh, did you guys hear BTS? Uh, they're deciding to join the military. Is, uh, I think it's like a great, great idea, you know what I mean? Because like no one's ever seen BTS and is like, oh no, BTS! Their kill count's going to be so high, guys. It's going to be so high. You guys hear about Taylor Swift? Tickets to her concert are like $40,000 into the nosebleeds. I know. I thought there was a recession going on. What the fuck, dude? I think the recession's a myth. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yesterday I just watched an episode of My 600 Pound Life, and I'm like, they still, we still got a lot. You know what I mean? Like, they, they'll be fine with like 50 percent what they have. They have, you know. I've been watching a lot of TV, as you guys can imagine. I, I've, uh, I've been watching um, the new Game of Thrones uh, show. You guys ever, you guys see that yet? House of Dragon. Really makes me wish I had a sister. I uh, <laughs> I was getting high uh, watching watching soccer. I was getting high, and then my friend said something incredibly stupid to me. She was like, uh, "I think uh, if we gave everybody a baby the day the day they turn eighteen, the world would be a better place." I know it wouldn't. We'll just have a bunch of single moms with two babies. I have a friend. Uh, she was like, "I don't like that joke uh, because it's sexist," and I and I told her, "I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry because." Uh, my mom used to beat me when I was a child, and uh, she wasn't very good at it. I was like, I could take this for like another 10 years, easy, easy. I, uh, I'm, I'm recently single, which is a good time, you know, to be single during the holidays, you know, you save a lot of money. <laughs> I started going on like online dating. I'm gonna tell you, it's, online dating is unfair, you know what I mean? Because women have, you know, uh, the filters and stuff. That shit don't work on guys, man. I try to put one of those filters on, I just look like uh, Mrs. Potato Head. I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a face. I don't have a face for Tinder. My face is more suited for like uh, blind dates and arranged marriages. I'm the guy you match with your favorite, your fourth favorite daughter. The lesbian of the family. You might, you might say like the most like butch person and then uh, you put her next to me and uh, we just look like a couple that likes to go to Slizzler, you know? <laughs> How much time do I have, Pam? Oh, nice, nice, nice. I, uh, my friend, uh, my friend's a huge Kanye supporter. He uh, dressed up as Kanye for Halloween recently. That is crazy, dude. He, even crazier, he wore one of those uh, sweatshirts, like new Kanye sweatshirts that says uh, White Lives Matter on it. I was like, damn, dude, come here, dude. That's not cool. All lives matter. All right, that's my time. Thank you. Dorian Trong, everyone. Go see his show every other Friday at Impernorn's Poosland, 7 o'clock every other Friday. I'm so unhip, I thought Kanye West was an airline. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for John Gallagher. Yay! Hey, guys, we Twitter finally did it. We took a picture of an ant's face. Huh? Don't you love that? Everybody was waiting for. We finally used Twitter to take pictures of ants' faces. Everybody was counting down the days, and boy, oh, boy, it's finally here. Uh, there was they, they did that for real, and they put this picture of, like, an ant's face on Twitter, and they're like, look at how, doesn't this look weird? I mean, and you're like, 
Oh, you mean the thing with the skeleton on the outside of its body and six legs? His face is weird. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can buy that. It'd be weird if it had a normal face, like a dog's face. Like it's just a beagle. You're like, look at this. this is what an ant's face looks like. You're like, wow, that's adorable. I feel bad for burning thousands of you with magnifying glasses and, and pissing on you when I'm outside. <laughs> I don't know. I just love that. It's like, you, can you believe it? Yeah, fucking, am I going to disprove you? What a fucking, I, yeah, I take you to face value. Sure. That's what it looks like. Okay. Another thing, too, uh, we just elected to ban flavored vapes. Did you guys see that? Fucking, I don't, like, I don't, like, I, I like to vote progressive, and one of the things, it's, it annoys me that banning flavored tobacco is on the progressive agenda. You know what I mean? It's like, what is progressive about, you know, making candy flavors go away? I don't know. Like, this seems like a pretty stupid decision. Like, at this point, flavored tobacco might be the only good thing about the future, right? I, I, I mean, I'm being serious about that. It's like fucking oceans going away. It's burning. Very reefs are dead. Everything's dying. Sun's going to explode. It's like, but you can smell like cat and candy when nicotine's fucking you up. And you're like, yeah, okay. You can, you can smoke a green apple. You're like, whoa, fuck, cool. And that's it. And they took that away. Now we got to fucking smoke like we're in the, you know, Eastern Bloc. Like we're, you know, like you don't have to, not think everything has to be gray and bad, you know? Make it a little colorful while we all just burn. I don't know. Seems okay. At least one concession. That's what I want. Boy, oh boy. All the Eastern Bloc talk. Everybody, everybody's uh, get upset about Big Brother, huh? You guys worry about Big Brother watching you? Anybody worry about that? Yeah, I worry about it sometimes too. But you know you should really be worried about? You should be worried about Little Brother, you know? Think about that guy just peering at you from behind corners. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, Shut up! Get out of here! I'm doing my taxes! Stop! I don't have time to explain this. You're annoying. <laughs> Trying to hang out with you and your friends. I don't like little brother. <laughs> Much thank you. Yeah. These comedians fucking geniuses. <laughs> Spent hours writing that beautiful joke. <laughs> Wouldn't that be annoying? You're sitting there just trying to, like a little little guy just. The government would be a lot more tolerable of that. It's like, no, when are you not doing anything? Like, shut up. Stop it. Get out of here, government. I'm trying to see what I'm doing. Max Eddy was talking about targeted targeted marketing. I uh, I get a lot of the the regular ones. I get the balding <laughs> balding guy. I get I keep the worst one is I get I keep getting the better help ad over and over again. And I'm like I'm just looking at baseball stats. What the fuck algorithm? Like do you are you gonna kill yourself? It's like I'm mad maybe with you keep giving me this fucking ad. I might. That'd be fun. You know? the one I remember I was in Mutiny Radio one time and I think it was I was just I was uh, listening to a Ryan Levine do a set and then it just ad like instantly for no reason. Well not not for no reason. There's a reason. It's a little anti-Semitic, okay? They're giving me uh, ads for trips to Israel. <laughs> like, as he was on stage, like, damn, all right. God, this thing is pretty good. Got, I sent it to Ryan immediately. And then he went, he went to Israel. It was nice. You know, it worked out for everybody. Anyway, um, ants' faces. You got to Google them, you know? You got to check it out. Okay. Don Gallagher, yay! He just like ghosted the stage. I was like, oh, oh, he's done. Okay, that was awesome. Yay, yay, and then yay. 
All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Are these chopsticks on stage? What are these for? Oh, okay. Anyway, um, so uh, I uh, I had a New Year's resolution uh, in January to procrastinate less. I have not yet started on this New Year's resolution yet. I have about a month or so, I guess. Um, I, uh, oh man, wow. You ever just like write jokes at home and you're like, damn, this is awesome. And you get up here and you're like, damn, this is absolute shit. <laughs> um, I got into a, I got into a text fight with my sister over the weekend. I don't like text fights, okay? Like, did you know that if you send a text so long, it doesn't even send as a bubble? It sends as a separate note that you have to open up. That's what I learned. Um, cool. Someone told me that was funny, and I'm going to tell them it was not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Growing up, I thought I thought for the longest time that I was a lesbian, but it turns out I just wanted friends. So that's a crazy realization, you know, to 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 think that you know you want to see a vagina, but really you just wanted camaraderie. That's what I, that's what I was seeking. Yeah, it was insane. The first time I watched lesbian porn. I liked everything up until the actual porn. They were like hanging out by the pool. I was like, oh, girl talk seems nice. That seems fun. I want to talk about my life. <laughs> um, my parents are from Taiwan, or as China calls it, uh, China soon. Um, I, I spent a lot of time uh, growing up in Taiwan with my cousins, which just means I learned a lot about uh doing the peace sign with every given opportunity <laughs> uh like like when people like when people wave at me i like to just do the peace sign back which is fine except when people aren't waving at me you know it gets real awkward like if someone's if i'm trying to wave back at someone and they're not waving at me i can just pretend i'm like you know moving my hair but if I'm doing the peace sign and they're not saying hi to me, then I'm just like, oh, it's a bunny, you know? Like, it's quotation marks. I don't know. Um, I, uh, I feel like you can tell a lot about the quality of your Uber by what kind of car they drive. You know, like, if it's a Prius, I'm like, all right, this is going to be a good ride. It's going to be smooth and quiet. Maybe they'll whisper to their distant cousins in an foreign country but if it's like a ford f-150 truck i'm like shit we're gonna have to make conversation now um you know what's crazy my lips touched the mic and it was wet and i didn't even react <laughs> i was just like oh this is casual this is normal you know <laughs> when jason was freaking out over the his lips touching the mic i'm like oh that happens to me like every time <laughs> i was like oh i thought we were all used to that and then I was like, oh, maybe I should be more sanitary. Okay, thank you. Hey, Denise Lee, yay. We've got three comics left. Everybody, thanks for sticking around. It's um, exciting that you're all still here. 
And um, yeah, I remember when everyone used to bring their own microphones? Wasn't that, <laughs> there wasn't, not everything was terrible about COVID. You know what I mean? All right, um, <clears throat> Brandon, did you just go in the bathroom? Okay, then we're going to have Brett go and then you. Put your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings. Oh, things like. Okay. Um I I think uh I think it doesn't really matter. It's a small room. Um I don't Okay, cool. Oh god, I did too. Um I I think people are too comfortable t uh talking to me. Uh I think they conf <laughs> they confess things. I was on a date and within 15 minutes he was trying to like promote eugenics. He was like, if it had been used as it had been intended to, it was a, would have been a good thing. And like, he was Jewish, and so that was also confusing, because he was saying that like in Nazi Germany, like Jews would have come out on top, so eugenics was a good thing. And I was like, uh, maybe, like, because I didn't want to, I didn't know how to get out of it. Um, and then, and then, but he was really like a uh, gross. Um. <laughs> He and he he got like a giant pretzel with mustard and and instead of, he wouldn't dip the pretzel in the mustard he would kind of just like spin it around like on top he would like graze it and then eat it uh, and so I started I was like you know dip dip the pretzel uh, so I was like yelling at him to dip the pretzel I was like just dip it and he was like no but it's too the spice of the mustard is too much there's too much vinegar and I was like dip it dip it and and then he started dipping it and then he started crying because there was too much vinegar in the mustard and I was like this is the person who is promoting eugenics <laughs> like this is I was like you wouldn't survive and he was like I'm sorry and I was like okay um we're friends now <laughs> uh, my mom uh she's she's the funniest person I know I think she's so funny uh but when she drinks she gets very boring. Like she she tells worse stories. Uh, we were at Thanksgiving, and she went into this like twenty minute story about our thermostat. She was like, "There were so many wires," and I was like, "Ah, oh, you should tell them about the threesome with the drug dealer. Like that was such a better story. There were so many twists and turns. She has crazy stories, and she went with the thermostat. And I know that's not funny yet, but I just something about that bugs me. <laughs> okay." <laughs> I don't know why this room just feels woo fun today. Um, <laughs> I I also there were this is kind of a Jewish theme set. Um, a lot of there were a lot of um, at our at Thanksgiving we were with our neighbors and their cousins had just left like the Hasidic Jewish community in Brooklyn, and I was like oh well what are you looking forward to the like what's the biggest difference and they were like ah oh, well have you heard of like vaping. And and they were just, they were like, I had all these vapes and they were like, it's great. And I was like, I'm so glad that I know that my reaction to vaping is appropriate. Like, I love vaping and they, the Hasidic Jews love vaping. Like, we're on the same page. Okay. Thank you. Um, as a child, uh, my mother would show me videos on how to make friends. Uh, UCLA put out these videos and they would teach you how to make friends. <laughs> and 
my mom uh and they and they were always they would show two people and they'd be like do you think jan is making like a too much eye contact b an appropriate amount of eye contact c not enough and jan would be like facing the wall like she wasn't even <laughs> and i'd be like not enough and my mom would be like you're right and didn't work okay thank you <laughs> Red Harper Jennings, everyone. We have two comics left. Stick around. Your next one. Put your hands together for Brandon. Yay! My 98 was 87 on the radio. So now go Bronco. Holy shit. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pam, I'm sorry for putting my hand on your hand when you were about to squonk the horn. I was just trying to have a bonding moment. My bad, bro. Uh, uh, welcome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of uh who let this nigga on the stage <laughs> don't look like that sir nah it was crazy it's uh it, it, it's 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 wild newman was here he gone now he was talking about like drooling and certain dreams he had and sexual exploits so i'm just gonna kind of just riff off of what he was talking about first off i had this crazy dream uh i was kicking it with dave Chappelle, and in my dream i had asked him like yo can i write jokes for you and he told me no and I woke up like, damn, nigga, even in my dreams, my dreams don't come true. It's like, shit, I, <laughs> I got to start thinking more positively. This shit's starting to affect my subconscious. Uh, fucking, and then Newman was also talking about like, I feel like a lot of people up here was talking about a lot of freak shit they be into. So I just might as well just go out and just just jump out the window on y'all. Um, I was hooking up and I know right now anti-Semitism is like a hot topic in the comedy uh, circuit. I was hooking up with this beautiful Jewish girl. She had the fatty. And then at one point, uh, I, I jacked off on her titties. And then I licked my semen off her titties and then spit it in her mouth. I heard from this bitch since. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's, I haven't heard. And she was so upset at me when I did it, too. She's like, oh, my God. Like, what would you do? And I was like, damn, bitch. I was just trying to show you a better life. Like, I was trying to be cute and adventurous and shit. I, I didn't know this was the vanilla Sex hour. I was trying to take you down that rocky road, nigga. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, man. Uh, did anybody see the Black Panther movie? That new one, Wakanda Forever? Yeah, good. Don't. Don't. As, as an African-American person, don't watch that shit. That shit was horrible. Everybody in Marvel Studios needs their ass whooped. Like, I don't understand. I'm trying to understand who greenlit this movie. Like, why would they think it's cool to make a movie about a Mexican man punching black lesbians for three hours i was confused very confused i understand but they made it and you watched it so whatever um yeah fucking uh hold on time out i'm just just going through just going through the motions oh you know what after i got done watching wakanda for you know what i've been thinking about recently i don't i don't trust people non-black people who just ride with black people on every situation they just they just they just defend them on every situation it's like i'm a black man even i sometimes like fuck these niggas these niggas are stupid as hell you know what i'm saying it's like really you riding with niggas on everything like i don't i don't i don't, I don't trust you i have this uh i have this joke sometimes where i'll just go on stage and just be like black lives matter sometimes just to see how people's just to see just to see how people react to that shit. Like, I remember I said that shit one time, and this, and this white woman was like, oh. I was like, yeah, I don't trust you. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust you. Like, for, for, for example, Pam, Pam, and I say this respectfully, 
Say, for instance, you're having a one-night stand with a black man, and this nigga had erectile dysfunction. His life will not matter to you tomorrow morning. <laughs> you're going to ghost him. I know it, and you know it, okay? Black lives matter sometimes, goddammit. Fuck. I just have to get that off my chest. Uh, uh, what else did I want to talk about? What else did I want to get off my chest? Oh, oh, okay. I know that right now this whole yay thing and then Adidas and whatever. Uh, okay. So there's this sushi restaurant in Los Angeles called Mashuga for sushi. I thought Mashuga was, ha ha. I thought Mashuga was Japanese. Mashuga is actually, is it, is it Hebrew or, or Yiddish? Is it Yiddish? It's Yiddish for crazy. If you know anything about the history of the, the fucking shit, you understand how that's a troll move. It's a troll move. It's, it's, and it is a Jewish-owned sushi shop. That's a troll move. But then on top of that, they have Japanese people making the sushi. That's a super troll move. But see, God works in mysterious ways. This is why God made me an African-American man who tells jokes and not a Japanese man who works at Mashuga for sushi. Because if it was me... I would have pulled the ultimate troll move and came out with the Holocaust roll. Now, I don't know exactly what the ingredients would be outside of Gavilta fish, but what I do know is that that sushi would have been deep fried. Okay. <laughs> is that my thing? Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I made a, I, I made a, I made an anti-Semitism joke. Now I got the horn. All right. But, okay. I'm just fucking with you, Pam. I, I, I've already, I've already proved myself to you. I've made you laugh so many times, so it's like it's it's cool. Oh no, I'm just joking with you. Um <sighs> Got you. Um one thing I pride myself on as an African American comedian is that I don't really make a lot of jokes about white women. Cause it's like, you know, we, we get it and, and, and they get it. It's, they're evil. But I understand, like, like I feel like white women kind of have more sociopathic tendencies than most people. You're at six minutes. You gotta be done. Okay, you gotta okay, be done. Okay, Last okay. word, seconds, go. I have nothing else to say. I'm drunk, and I'm glad you guys are here. Brandon, everyone, hooray! I'm sorry, everyone else did four minutes, and you did six, and it's still my turn. Okay. But yeah, because you didn't hear the minute light at three like everyone else did. Your last comedian is me. Yay. Thanks. I really appreciate you guys staying. Thank you for doing that. So San Francisco used to be cool, you guys. I've been here for 15 years, and San Francisco used to be cool. I came back from Thanksgiving. And I was walking up the street, and I was in a Thanksgiving mood, you know? And there was a guy, and I smiled at him, and I said, happy holidays. And then he looked at me, and he went, I'll give you $10 to make out with me. And I looked at him, and I said, why did you have to make it gross? Like, we had a really nice moment there for a second. I was trying to be nice. I never say happy holidays to people on the street. I was in a fucking holiday mood. I decided to be gracious, and he made it gross. Why? Why, San Francisco? It's disgusting. Like, it's the soul-sucking wasteland of Teslas. There's, there's a guy driving a Tesla, and then there's a guy with no shoes. And I'm like, ah, 
and you're only offering me 10 bucks to make out with you? Really? Me? I'm the... Man, why? Not fair. Gross, San Francisco. I'm pissed off at you. No, everything's... I'm sorry. The whole city's falling apart, and it's hilarious. Yay. Uh, no, you've noticed it. I mean, come on. How much poop is on the street? It's so... I can't even... I can't even... I wrote, I wrote down the new things that I was thinking about. First, it was that that guy asked to make out with me, which was horrible, and I really wanted to be in a good, happy mood. And the thing that made me so upset is that I'm not ever, I never, I'm usually just like looking down. I was in a festive mood. Like, far be it for me to actually be nice to people. Like, I never do it, and I chose to do it. And you know what San Francisco said? Fuck you, don't be nice. Be mean. Have a scowl on your face so that someone will go like, hey, <laughs> Five bucks if you'll smile. I'm like, like, I'll take the $5 for the smile, but I'm not going to make out with the guy on the corner. No matter how much. Huck. I had the other thing written down. It said, SF sucks now. I have my new, you'll love this. Okay, so I took some acid the other day to try to get my head together. Did not work at all. It did not, didn't help at all. And I couldn't stop thinking about breast milk, like how... Well, it's just, it's a gland. We've got a gland in our body. And I never used mine or whatever, but I still have them and they're fetishized and it's weird. And so there's a gland in our body that secretes a liquid that has both colorative and nutritive content. And we use it to feed children. And then we like do it to animals and we make them. And then when you, when you pull it from a cow, it kind of looks like a dick. And I was like, this is weird. And the thing that makes me crazy is that why are, you know, we homogenize it, we pasteurize it, and nobody's thought to do this to men. So before, the, before you think I'm advocating for babies to suck dick, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we can take the jizz and it has colorative and nutritive content and we could maybe pasteurize it and homogenize it and like make it into a nut butter, right? And you have the key to solving world hunger in your nutsack, you selfish assholes. That's how I know men are the worst, is you're like, let's, let's, let's enslave an entire species of animal and we're going to use their bodies for food when you have the food inside you all the time. And the only smart people are the gay guys because they're eating this shit up. That's why they're so fucking skinny. That's why they're twinks. They're so pretty and skinny because all they're eating is cum. They know the secret. There's nut butter. And I think, I think, I knew you'd like this joke. I knew that this is John Gallagher's... The thing is that what I think is that I think we've been missing out on the whole alchemy from the beginning. We, we take, if you take breast milk and jizz and put it together and leave it out on the counter, it turns into cheese. No, maybe, I don't know. I'm making shit up with that. Okay, other than my new, that's my new jizz joke, which I'm proud of. Thank you. And then there was the thing. I wrote it down. World Cup. Ah, my life is off because of World Cup. I'm waking up with, like, with the weirdest hours and drinking. Jesus Christ. Ooh, and I don't even care about America tomorrow. Fuck them. I'm sorry. Oh, did I say there? I'm going to get like like ads or something. I like the Swiss. Uh, there was, God, what was the thing? It doesn't matter. But there was a thing and I had it written down and I was like, this is a new thing I want to talk about. Doesn't matter. I've already wasted your time. I did my four minutes. Thank you guys. Thanks for being here. Um, I guess uh, if anyone's driving over to Blarney Stone, I wouldn't mind a ride. Um, thanks for staying till the end. That's really nice of you guys. Okay. Yay. Bye. Yay. Smell the smoke from all around. Ice cube is down with the 
word to mother. Let's check out a flick that exploits the color. Rolling through Hollywood late at night. Red and blue lights with a common sight. Pull to the curb, get played like a sucker. Don't fight the power, the motherfucker. As I walked the streets of Hollywood Boulevard, big and hard it was for those who started the movies, portraying the roles of butlers and maids, slaves and hoes. Many intelligent black men seem to... Trump support... I, I think Trump supporters are funny to me, really. I don't think we should take them off the air all the time. Okay. Hold on, I'm gonna... This is a... This is a... Rap, rap background. We're gonna rap to it. <laughs> we'll get a little bit beat. Hey there, little pussy, let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass, you are, you lying piece of shit. What? Too cowardly to confront me in real life. You do it on Facebook, you're the biggest faggot ass in the world. Biggest uh, pussy, uh, pussy, uh, pussy. What? My dick is bigger than yours, which, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Say uh, slowly and painfully. I'm Susan Olsen. Oh, uh, slowly. I'm Susan Olsen. And painfully. They call me Cindy and Brady. My name is Susan Olsen and I love Trump today. Uh, 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 Olsen. Uh, uh, Brady, get it. Brady. I hope. Uh. I sincerely hope you reap all this that you deserve. Karma wise, you pathetic little cunt, you are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. What? Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Slowly. What? Slowly. And painfully. My name is Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. They call me Cindy. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen, they call me Cindy Brady. I make America great again. Making America great. What a pathetic little cunt you are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. 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 Susan Olsen, the biggest cunt, drops a part of four. Did we just make a song? Think, did we just? That was pretty dope. Did we just make a song? I think and we that, did. That was for you, Susan Olson. That was that was fun. I'm glad we I, did I the hope, freestyle. I hope you get. I hope you listen to. studio i'm joined by latoya the sheriff of truth hi oh my god, oh my we're, back god. we're back in studio oh my god together in the same place at the same time oh the sun is out it's after nice. the rain. yeah it's good in san francisco right now. happy holidays ho ho days we're already at the end of this goddamn year yeah what somebody i'm so glad about the rain because the poop the poop is getting egregious here it is oh, it's it's it terrible is, it is um not okay you know they um <laughs> and it's going to get worse too because i was watching the news and they just was talking about they just closed down the uh injection site oh right there at uh, is it uh the safe injection site on O'Farrell. 
Oh, not on Onafero. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's um right at a uh, Civic Center. Okay. Oh, oh the the place the. Uh, but it's not. It was all... called a transitional center. Or, yes, um... it was a transitional center. They help you with jobs yeah, and right, places. Right, right. And they closed that down. Yeah. And they were giving out water and they had food and they were helping with like eyesight and all kinds of things. Shoes, socks. Yeah. Socks, socks, socks. Oh my God. When I see someone with six pairs of socks and it's wet out and I'm just like, you don't have any shoes, but you have six pairs of socks, but they're all wet. That sucks so badly. That's so bad. So I'm not worried about the human poop. What I've been noticing is the dog poop because the rich people aren't picking up their dog poop. Everyone's just letting their dogs shit again because they're like, I think this is their mindset. They're like, okay, I spend a lot of money in this city and there are people pooping on the street. So you know what? I'm pissed about it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my dog poop on the street right that's what i'm gonna do there's so much dog shit on the street i i'm seeing all types of shit mm-hmm. uh i don't some of it you can tell it's dog shit some of it i don't know Question man or beast man or beast but i'm just i am realizing that <clears throat> as expensive as this town is and i we say this all the time it's not worth the money to live here um it's unsafe and when i mean unsafe i'm not just talking about violence or crime i mean health wise mm-hmm. it's not we're pam's mentioning the poop thing mm-hmm. i mean it's man or beast there um it is. they're you know the home needles on the street needles on the street oh that i was just i see needles we're on, on the, the same street. point that is something like because unfortunately why i mentioned the um the transitional place those people are that means now there's going to be even more questionably housed mm-hmm. and what some of the stories i heard about the transitional place that helped people couple of the people they interviewed were like yeah this place helped me find a job and this other person was like i finally got housing through this place and then this one the other person was talking about how like you know i hate the fact that we're all categorized as like you know people that are you know always getting high and stuff like that when mm-hmm. a lot of us just need a place to live right. and something simple like that but they lost their lease. It's been a year. And we hate poor people so much. Yes. Uh, that's I've just learned that. I think that's why we as Americans have always invested so much in our teeth. And then we didn't have insurance for dental for a while. So the only, that was one of the signs of wealth is if your teeth looked awesome, you were clearly wealthy because it's just outward sign of wealth. We also crazy on status symbols. You see, I saw someone with a Louis Vuitton vest on. And I was like, oh, my God, is that real Louis Vuitton? And it was like the ugly LV thing. And I was like, oh, my God. And just money, money, money. And just don't look poor. Don't look poor. Because once you look poor, people think you're a prostitute. We, it's weird. I get propositioned on the street all the time. We even, and what's even sad is, like, even those, you know, poor, middle class, working class, we even, some of us even have the audacity to job shame people mm. who have a job. Yeah. Like I heard someone job shaming someone because they worked at Cricket. I'm like, well, at least they got a fucking job. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Gainfully employed. Since, Good for you. Since when do we start, you know, and, and the thing is that person that's job shaming him, them ain't got a pot to piss in. Mm. And I think we're also, all of us are too obsessed with celebrity and 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 wealth it's image i really think it, it all comes down to image and americans don't like poor people so if you have the image of a poor person it's a really fine razor line though because right now i have some outfits you know literally from the 80s and some girls that are under 25 they're wearing these outfits but it's like i'm sort of like 80s retro like 
future 80s old but it's all like new expensive stuff and if you wear the exact stuff from the 80s they're like oh gross you're poor so it's this very fine line between looking super classy and looking like a poser prostitute and unfortunately i'm giving off the vibe of the latter this whole prostitute thing's been going on all year with you i don't understand i don't i've never really heard people before like as much as this year mistake you Mm-hmm. Because I think, I I think that society doesn't understand cisgender women identifying people with power and strength unless they're maybe selling their body. I don't know. Maybe it's that if you are a self-possessed feminist, people assume. I don't How know. How do don't overthink I don't, it? I, I don't, I, they don't even know that you're a feminist. I think it's the fact it's just a good old fashioned, like gross, uh, male identified, like you're, you know, I think, I think she can suck my dick. That's the first thing that will come to like a man's head, I guess. But so. I think that if they're asking if I'm working, they're not, they legitimately think I am going to have sex with them for money. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. and so, that I'm somehow giving off that vibe, which I'm not in any shape. Like it is never in my, but, and then it, I can't take it as like a slight, like, like they're being misogynistic, but then also do they think that they're giving me a compliment? I don't, I'm, I'm confused and I don't like it. And I don't understand why I'm interpreted but the way I feel inside and the way I'm ex- interpreted externally are so different. I can't even conceptualize how other people see me. And then I try to conceptualize how other people see me. And that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's really hard because then I'm thinking about what everyone else thinks about me. But then when I actually act like myself, I feel like people don't like me. So I, I don't know. There's always this shame around being authentic but that's all i can be but then i feel like oh my god this is a mental health issue and i should just be like everybody else and get a lobotomy and be excited about oat foam at starbucks like and work there and just be like i think it's an environment i really think i have something to do with this place it really i mean i don't know i i never i've never been in love with san francisco i I like it rather than how i you know say asked me five years ago i could have told you something different but i think it's it, it, it's the environment that we live in honestly i loved san francisco until the pandemic end ended when it came when we came back from the pandemic it wasn't that i stopped loving san francisco i feel that san francisco stopped loving me Ooh. so it's more of like that's the vibe i'm getting from what i because I feel like I've accomplished a lot of things and helped a lot of people and I've put on a bunch of festivals and, you know, maybe, maybe they aren't the biggest or the best, but I'm doing something mm-hmm. like, and to be negated and, and feel and not feel appreciated. It's hard. And then I feel like, oh my God, I'm such a white woman. This is so like, why am I not appreciated? But then it goes back to like, I didn't have any kids, you know? And I'm sure that mothers feel that way about their children, that they feel taken advantage of and that they give and give and give and they don't get a lot of anything in return. Like how many people with their first Oscar stand up on stage and go, and I want to thank my mom. 
Like, nobody does that anymore. Everybody takes advantage of their mothers. Um, and I've never got to, and I don't even know what I'm talking about. I had no dog in that fight. I have no kids of my own. But, you know, this is a this is a 10-year-late abortion on this radio station if it disappears. <laughs> it was supposed to die. It was supposed to die in 2013. And I said, no, I'm adopting this stupid, ugly baby. And I turned it into a smelly little dirt bag that smells like weed. <laughs> and and then now it's just going to go bye. Well, I mean, uh, you can definitely tell definitely after the pandemic things. I mean, of course, things weren't going to stay the same, but they didn't change for the better. Mm. Um, it's it's just like there's just so much negative energy so much. all around. Like I'm trying to be in the Christmas spirit or the sure, holiday spirit and sure. try to get a little positive but there's so much going on where i can be distracted and snap back to being a fucking asshole so easy and it's again i think it's the environment it's not my people i surround myself by because i'm always surrounded by positive people there's just these things that are going on here's here. an example i was full of thanksgiving joy i was full of turkey and pie delicious things and i'd gotten off the bart i was so happy thank you good dr katie for the wonderful incredible family enjoyment and so i'm in the fucking holiday goddamn spirit skipping down the street smiling at people and i'm at a stop walk and i smile at a man and he smiles back and i said happy holidays and then he said i'll give you ten dollars to make out with me story true story so i look back at him and i said Ew. i said why'd you have to make it gross like i was too i was being nice and i walked really fast away but so that's the ex exact example of what san francisco is right now it's like you try to if i'm walking down the street and i have a smile because i'm god forbid thinking about something fucking pleasant someone will say something gross to me like oh girl you got some teeth on you or like they'll say something right on your goddamn parade well it's like can I have a joyful moment without somebody externally commenting on it or saying, like, ew, blah. I didn't ask to be noticed here. Maybe it's just that I'm not, because I specifically ask to be noticed in a certain context, I don't like it when it happens without, without consent. Maybe that's it, is when I stand on stage, I'm giving... I'm giving the audience consent to judge me, to stare at me, to listen to me, to ignore me. But either way, the idea is that you're paying attention to me. <laughs> I, you know, this, this also melts into the whole people thinking, assuming that you are some kind of call girl. That's yes. Say, and it's just like, you know, when, when you're actually, how many people just go up to someone and say, happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving, you know, like, I'm sorry. He that smiled at me first, and that's and, that's, and then I was like, and then I was like in the spirit. I was like, all right, hey, happy happy holidays, man. And then then that killed and joy. Then, yeah, and then I'll pay you ten dollars to make out with me. Quote and motherfucker, ten dollars? You think I'm worth ten dollars? How poor do you think I am, motherfucker? Like, oh, $10, maybe you can't even get a full bill with ten dollars. Maybe this for a hundred, honestly. Honestly, if you would have, if he would have, for a hundred dollars, I would have, I would have paused for a moment and then said, give me the money first. <laughs> <laughs>
and you would have to give him a certs. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look that closely at him. I just, I just, he Breath. wasn't. Anyone that invites himself to, like, to say that to me has bad. Well, I'm not going to tongue the guy. Jesus Christ. He would I guess he said you. make out with me. That's different than kiss. Yeah. Well, but... see, now I'm, like, evaluating the whole thing. But there's a context for attention. And I don't know. I don't feel like we're at. Okay. And so how about that then? Usually for a while. I was looking like this, right? And I wasn't trying to, I mean, I, my colors match or whatever, but this isn't like a sexy Pam put together. I'm not like She's wearing not in like- in her cheerleading jacket. Yeah, I'm not wearing like, yeah. so sometimes I put myself together and lately sometimes I've been wearing makeup, whatever. And when I do that, I honestly get more unwanted attention. And I, and I try to empathize and think, they think they're being nice to me because I'm old and they think I don't get attention and that I want it. And I, but I do want attention. I just want it when I'm on stage. I don't think they think you look, cause you don't look your age. So I don't, I, I would throw that out of the notion. See, know. and then here we are again. I'm trying to think about what other people are thinking, yeah. which is not, no, who can do that? That's, You're in your head too much. And people say that, and then it's, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm like, I don't know. Is that I think too much? Jesus Christ, did people tell Socrates he thought too much? Hey, Socrates, stop thinking so much, bro. There's a difference between <laughs> thinking and being in your head. Like, meaning, being in your head to me is just like, I'm over, I, I, I'm heightening something that doesn't need to be heightened, or, you know, I'm... Taking just, things too seriously. Yes, yeah. Which will end up driving me crazy, and then also with that, I'm battling the the angel and the demon on me with the insecurity issue mm -hmm. with being all in my head and thinking that oh it's going to turn into a me problem right and i don't want when i'm already trying to work on thyself i don't need that kind of how about this is what i've been trying to do lately i've been trying to only speak when i actually have something meaningful to say that's <laughs> not negative and i've been trying and then what ends up happening is that I just sit there silently and then people think I'm standoffish. <laughs> so it's like, win. I can't win. <laughs> if I quietly sit in the corner and try to look pleasant because I'm don't want to say anything negative and I don't have anything positive to add that's meaningful. And then I just sit there silently. Then even with a pleasant, I try. And the only thing I can think in my head is just try to look pleasant. And, but then, but then I've heard that it, I look like I'm smug. So it's like, <laughs> if I try to look pleasant, I'm smug. If I, if I frown, I'm a pissy pants in a bad mood. If I get drunk, then I'm this wasted crazy bitch. If I act like myself, then everybody's mad at me later. It's like, I can't win here. I don't, <clears throat> I don't know who to be. I don't know what part to play. And the only one I like is the one where I'm on stage telling jokes. I like that. But then lately, comedians have been telling me that they don't like that and that I'm not funny. But I had two really killer performances on Saturday night. And I felt so comfortable and so wonderful. And the audience really loved me. See, right there, what you just said right there. Yes. the most important thing. <sighs> Fuck. You need to stop worrying and trying to please those people who will probably never make it. Who probably ain't that fucking funny. And obviously, they don't have the grace. I don't have to, grace. You, you got a little bit of grace. You got, you got, you got, 
I'm not just talking on stage either. I'm talking oh my about God, in life no as well. Way. I'm like constantly walking the precipice of a emotional breakdown, like severe emotional collapse coming. Well, it's I like, agree with that too. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's not graceful. This is not a graceful point in my but life. When I'm talking about in a professional manner, that's, well, when you're out, when you're doing your job, a paid gig. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, I get it done. That's yeah. that's what I'm talking about as yeah. well. So that's why I said you yeah. got some grace in you. When but, I work for Hella Funny, I because they pay me and I perform and the audiences are always good and they respect me and they make me feel like I'm a good comedian. And then I do and then I knock it out of the park every time. But when I get to a show and I feel like these people don't really like me, there's other people on the bill that don't think I'm funny. It's a small crowd. Blah, blah. I mean, all of these things. I love performing. I love it. But I hate I hate performing in front of other comedians because it's just I constantly feel like they don't think I'm funny and I can't I just can't deal with it. You need to let those people go. I don't know how to do that because they're around me every day all the time. That's why I need to go somewhere else. (laughs) Like seriously, (laughs) there's it's fine. I'm telling you, dude, the promised land of Greece is like I just I, it's almost like I'd be retiring, but I'm not. Obviously, I'd be working really hard, like on a bunch of different things. I have my new, I, I told you about this, my poetry book I want to work on, mm-hmm. the land acknowledgement. Um, it's such a white lady thing to do. It's terrible. It's disgustingly <laughs> white lady. But what else can I do except acknowledge that, like, <clears throat> I don't want to be the person that doesn't acknowledge that all of these things happened. I don't want to just skate on it and be like, Woo, this was all manifest destiny. White people did it. Wahoo! You know, like, well, I deserve every, every single every single privilege I earned. I got it. I'm entitled to those. No, those were, like, fucking gifted. And not even gifted, stolen. It's not a gift. So it was a gift from my parents and maybe from their parents. But 100, 200 years ago, it was stolen. Anyway, so the land acknowledgement book, I mean, and I think, like, once I have distance from San Francisco and California, because I've never lived anywhere outside of California, once I have that distance, I'll be able to create something with perspective, you know? So I, I forgot about that. Been... Yeah, I've never lived outside of California. You know, born in Livermore, moved, we were in Pleasanton for a minute, then Danville, then I was in San Diego, and then... Up back up in Davis. I, you know, I was a camp counselor in Santa Cruz Mountains for a while, so I'll count oh, that for the cool. summers. Um, and then, uh, so at Davis, I'll count like skiing in Lake Tahoe because I want to get the Donner Party in there because that shit's cool. <laughs> I did you did you hear all the crazy Donner Party stories? No. Did we talk about this? No, I so didn't the, even know you were a camp counselor. I was an ex camp counselor, so oh, yeah. I never knew that. Oh yeah, all right, counselor. So I. So I have all these different dots on the map to be able to explore what indigenous people lived there first. And then the year that I was there, I'm going to write letters to people of that tribe or the Californios were here or the Mexicans or we're going to, we'll, we'll spread around. We'll spread around the white guilt, I think a little bit, <laughs> but it's not necessarily, it's, it's going to be apology letters basically mm-hmm. and gratitude letters and saying things to the people that were there and like acknowledging the fucked up shit that happened. It's going to be a lot of research because I'm going to have to know what the peoples were and the history of the peoples and when we took them over and did they have to go to reservations? Where did we put them? Blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> but the Donner Party stuff is really amazing because 
there was a there's a tribe of, of Native Americans that lived up there. In fact, they summered and there's this beach and it's the best when you walk when you're hiking and you walk by this beach. It's like Native American tribes have been using this beach for summer campouts for thousands of years. And like they used the lake and they'd get all these fish and they dry them. But it's basically all summer. They just party up there. And that's like right where the Donners fucking died. So it was a big winter and there were like 20 snow drifts. And it's just that they didn't know how to survive. And the Native Americans tried to help them. So in the beginning, they gave them some dead rabbits and they put them around the camp. And the Donner Party like got them and didn't really know or whatever happened. They didn't know then they, food they didn't. Well, they got. Water. They figured it out, I think. But then the Native Americans, right when the big snow started hitting, they tried to offer them a dead deer. They had dressed a deer. They had brought them basically a deer, and the Donner Party shot at them, shot at them with guns, shot at them. So they could have been saved if they the racism killed them. If they could have been open to see that. The Native Americans were bearing gifts and trying to help them through the motherfucking winter. Every but in, time they we get tricked, shot at them. And so then they went back even later to check on the crazy white people and they saw the bones and they saw that they'd been eating each other. And then they were like, they are demons from another dimension. They went back, they prayed to their gods. So they the were Donner, like, wait, go, wait, go back. So the Donners were eating each other cannibalism? Yeah. So the Donner, they, the Donner yeah. Party. Um, was it was a group of people that left. They went. They left on the. And funny enough, um, Abraham Lincoln was supposed to be in the Donner Party, and it was a cabinet maker. And this other and Donner was the oldest, so that's why they named it after him. And they left on the last possible day from Missouri, and then they tried to take a shortcut. They tried to take a shortcut, and it and it was an untried shortcut. But the guys lied and said it didn't. Say, anyways, they bought a shortcut. And the people said it was tried and true, but no one had ever done it before. So then they went this long way and all these people, there were all these problems. And then they kicked this one guy out. There was a fight and they were like killing each other, the white people. Okay, on the way. Then they get to finally to like the Donner Lake area and it just starts snowing and it's crazy. And it was one of the biggest storms. It was in the uh, winter from 19, 1846 to 1847. And the snows were bigger than they'd ever been ever. And since years and years and years, many, many years. And the drifts got very, very high, and it was, it was pretty crazy winter. But, wow. but they still, um, they decided to camp there, and they couldn't figure out how to find food. They couldn't, there was a lake right there, but they couldn't ice fish. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So they were, like, eating their shoes, and they <laughs> ate all their animals. They ate the hides. They were, eating, <laughs> they were eating, like, a glue-like paste. They were hiding food from each other. There were three different cabins. Anyways, and the Native Americans tried to help them and they okay i, <laughs> shot I at them. this is okay so there's the movie that came out about this. i haven't seen the movie yet i want to see actually the movie. looks really good and i have to watch this later tonight it came out in 09 but crispin glover oh as God. william forrester all oh, right already it's starting good uh christian kane i don't know who that is um harry wayne moore i've seen this guy before and then there's the Mark Boone Jr. guy. He was like on the um, Sons of Anarchy okay, show. Okay, okay. So there's some like cool people. Their faces look familiar, but the story. Crispin Glover is the leading guy, so it's already going to be a shit show. The the the, the story is scintillating. This. It is a scintillating story about the last wagon train that they left the they were the last opportunity to leave and it's the hubris of a white man to have no idea what they're doing or where they're going or how to get it done and traveling across and yeah the donner party and they ate each other and so some of them 
women and children mostly lived, but it's because the guys were getting in fights. And it was, I mean, it's, it's a dramatic story of a bunch of stupid white people making For a lot of mistakes. Yes, yes, making misery. a lot of make, making right. a lot of mistakes. Good job, another. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but, but they killed the. Oh my god! I, they oh, didn't I'm kill. So they didn't kill the Native Americans. They shot at them. We don't shot know. At, excuse me. Shot at they them. They shot at them instead of accepting the help, and that just proves that the racism of white people can literally kill, cause us to cannibalize each other. <laughs> <laughs> what a metaphor! <laughs> and they say California's not backwards. Come yeah, on now. Right on my crime. Um, <laughs> but so the, back to the poetry book. I'm going to write these like letters to all the indigenous people from eight people of my age group as me like writing back and forth, and they'll be poetic. It's kind of like Ted Hughes when he wrote his um, prize-winning book, letters to um, fucking Sylvia Plath. His he's birthday letters he wrote her he wrote her a letter on her birthday every year after she killed herself and then he put them together in a poetry book and made and got dead hues anyways capitalized on her death and i'm not going to capitalize on i'll give i promise i'll give money to all the tribes (laughs) if i make any money on this poetry book i will donate it to like reparations in some form or fashion so it seems like we i mean (laughs) it's I, I've never heard of this story, so I'm now going to go into a rabbit hole. Oh, it's hole. so fun. It's, it's such a good story. Typical white yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> typical. It, it, it goes back to when you were telling me this. It, I'm thinking of Columbus and when yeah. he went to the islands and what he did to uh, the people there and, you know, their way of gratitude. He, I end up killing them right yeah it's, you know it's a nightmare so the one guy they kicked out they kicked out he went on his own he made it to sutter's fort he's the one that sent the search parties he like sent multiple search parties to find them because they they made him leave his family they exiled him after there was a fight and he killed a guy and they're like okay now you're exiled and so he went on his own so he made it on his own to sutter's fort and then he was the one who sent the parties back to find them and it was just this crazy winter where it was like storming 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 so this one group of five the, the group of forlorn hope they all leave together i think there were seven and they ended up getting discovered finally but two of them died and they were huddled underneath they all they brought was a blanket and they were going and they were like huddled underneath a blanket and winter. they all thought they were going to die but the search party found them they're like ah! anyways you'll watch the movie it's so good my retelling is it's, it's far it's, too brief it, it looks like it takes place around like the gold rush and stuff it's like 1846 that. yeah 1846 so, yeah, to 1847 heart, yeah that's in the heart of the gold yeah right. so it's like an eight month journey story and uh how did we get on the subject? Oh, because of my poetry book that I'm going to oh, write. When I have that's, distance, that's... when I have distance from San Francisco, from, like from California. Um, and then the other, wow. right, well, because I've always lived, and I want to I wanna have it be, like, historical, but also, like, poetic. And I don't think anyone's ever done anything like that before. And also just, like, a full-on land acknowledgement. Like, it's, like, <laughs> saying, we, we, hey, we suck over here. Sorry about that. Like, <sighs> I don't know who else is going to, I'm sorry, my little poetry books, but at least someone's saying it. A Californian telling uh, some real California history. Right. Because everyone always just talks about the gold rush and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 but there's other things of California history, white California history. Well, the the Native Americans that lived here and the skills that they have, like I, like people like Wania um, with uh, Buckskin Revolution that are teaching 
indigenous skills to help people with it's like survival skills but also more than survival skills it's how people lived here before we got here before we built these houses before we had these roads this infrastructure this destruction of the planet when we lived in tune with the land around us what did that mean i don't even understand that i can't conceptualize it i would love to and i respect and i think it's like lost knowledge that is super important knowledge like how do you live how do you how do you live without all of this (laughs) how do you you know like walden pond with uh, fucking Thoreau, man, Henry David Thoreau, living out there off $26 for a year, building a house out of stuff and fishing and living, you know, living to the marrow. It's it's really important to learn to live or to know part of the land that you're on because, I mean, all of this, all land is all sacred because all there was somebody else for you and then and beyond and so i i you know even with if you're growing things in your garden is being one with the land or like learning how to hunt without an ak-47 <laughs> yeah right bow and arrow okay. man fucking yeah. get back you know get I, that's why i appreciate appreciate hunting mm-hmm. you know i i've never done it I've i've only been like done fishing and stuff but you know, I appreciate hunters who do hunt that style with a bow and arrow mm-hmm. or what have you, because it's you're appreciating that thing of, on the land. It's life as well, you know. And I think here in America, in part, especially here since we're in the urban jungle, we we forget all that. Even in suburbia, we forget all that. And then even with you, just you know, going to another place that is completely different and a complete. different language complete different alphabet yeah i mean hello the alphabet is like oh jesus but that's you know that poetry is going to also marry into that that new chapter as well i agree with you that all land is sacred because land is dirt and uh, you know dust to dust we we come from dirt. We go back to dirt. Pe- things are grown in dirt. Dirt is all. We are dirt. It's the whole deal. I eat so dirt. All, well, all land is sacred. We do eat dirt because it mm-hmm. makes our things grow and all this stuff. Yep. Like, it's all part of one. And we, all land is sacred because every part of that dirt, I'm sure something has died on every bit of everything that exists, right? So that means Absolutely. it's all sacred if we value life. Oh, my and gosh. And I think that's the problem. What we see now is what that last thing that you just said right there value life right there is such a lack of value in life like we see you know Bring i don't want to sound like someone's auntie but i've noticed the value of our life has just gone downhill because we are so addicted to being on our some kind of technology what have you we don't have a balance which is very unhealthy we don't do things in moderation <laughs> which is very unhealthy and then our value, we dep- depreciate our value of life, and we also let others take advantage of depreciating our life. You know, I hear these horrible stories about this 12-year-old who killed his mom because 
uh, she didn't buy him a uh, a three hundred dollar VR. Whoa! Like stuff. I mean, like well, it's like school sh- shootings. That's, that's like that's like no va- value of life. life. That's what when a twelve year old gets an AK forty seven and they have no value of the concept of life. Because when I was twelve, I was like mm-hmm. every baby chicken, like you, like a bird in the sky. I'm like everything. Like oh my god, my heart is so soft to right. everything living. I can't even. I couldn't even. I was crying when we had to dissect that dead frog when I was fourteen. I was bawling. It was so hard just because I just. Like I love life and to see it dead and have I to. I can't see like, an animal. I get I get sad when I see roadkill because I'm yeah. like, oh, even Aww. if it's just a, a a squirrel, I'm like, oh man, yeah. that squirrel's life. Oh, it but when I see be- an alive squirrel, it gives me such rampant joy. Like I love squirrels. I see them like, I love you, squirrel. This is girl, it's squirrel. <laughs> I don't mind them. They don't do anything to me, and Aww. I appreciate them. But the value because we're so used to seeing violence, mm. and we're you know a lot of us watch it not on t not on tv you guys or uh, a tv show it's just on your social media or it's in your own home for god's sake i mean i've heard mm-hmm. i've seen people arguing in front of their children that is yes. so uh just like not even recognizing that there's a child there exactly and saying things to each other and just throwing such negativity that it's like Wow. And so mm-hmm. if a child, and if that's violence, if that's verbal violence that, that is, is seen yeah. externally, like on the street, imagine what's happening in that home. It's, it's, and that's being processed into that person's right. mind. And then that, and I'm glad you did say that with the parents, because that's also could be a cycle that the parent is repeating sure. as well <gasps> or, from what they saw. And, and it's so when, on. and all the child learns is when I'm frustrated and I don't get my way, I fight and I yell. Mm-hmm. That's I hurt. The, I hurt. And that's probably not the best way to go no, about things. I see a lot more hurt people on this street. And it, it kind of coincides with like, you know, how you wanted, you just said happy Thanksgiving to someone and then. And then they blew negativity all over Right, me. right. Unless they thought they were trying to be positive because they, sh- they think I'm a sex worker and that's a good deal. <laughs> I, the, that was just negative all around. <laughs> so but too. I was not happy about it. We don't value ourselves and I don't, we definitely don't value others. And it just seems like sometimes it is better to just go back to the land oh and, and, and touch some dirt. Put me on a Greek island. Uh-huh. Coming soon. Coming Pam. soon. Yeah. I mean, it's, I enjoyed myself when I was in Portugal. Um, they I, won today, by the way. They beat my beloved Swiss oh, six to one. Wow. It was, it was horrific. It was, it was just the, oh, right, their Portugal. offense. Yeah. And they didn't even play Ronaldo until the last four minutes. Yeah. They, they held, they held him out. They, they said the best they, for last. They, they held him out because he, his ego got the best of him. And then the guy they replaced him with got a hat trick and he's 21 years old. Ramos, Dude. dear God, it was it was so sad. I loved Jan Summer, the keeper, and it was they were all impossible goals. He couldn't have. There's only one of them that he maybe could have gotten a hand on, but the rest of them are just out of nowhere. And he had no. His defensemen were doing nothing today. It was it was a completely different Swiss team than we saw in the last game. Dude. It was really upsetting for me. I've been paying attention. <laughs> sorry, guys, we're talking about. I'm uh, sorry, World, World, Cup, uh, World Cup. Cup. I'm just. I've been paying attention as well. Did you know that Wales had not been in the World Cup since 1958, and this is his first time. time. Well, I'm really excited for out. England. I hope that England I'm beats excited France. For England too. I don't want France to win two years in a row. Mbappe, no. you know, Underdog. you've done. Underdog. We know you're the best player in the world right now, Mbappe. Just go back to France, eat a croissant. It's going to be fine. Have a baguette. 
and butter and jam. France has a, two, uh, a killing black people problem, too. So, uh, nah. And I'm Mbappe not. is black. So maybe you could stand up and say something. But Fran- France, they always. They always like, won. They won last time. Yeah. So, and I love the English team because I know all the players on the team because they're all in the Premier League and I watch Premier League. And so it's fun for me to watch because I know the players. Mm-hmm. So I like them. The Swiss were my team. I also love the Netherlands. I love, love, love the Dutch. Um, they got beaten by Spain back in 2012 or 2014. I, I can't remember the year, 2014. I was very sad face. Um, so I'd love to see the Dutch do well. Morocco is, is a, under, a super underdog, and they're going to play Portugal. Portugal's probably going to— Oh, gonna, that's going to be a good game. When is that game? That is—it's the, the last—I think it's on Sunday. I can't remember. Thursday is— the next one that's big. Okay. So I get tomorrow off and I'm going to do my laundry. Okay, so then I've been Thursday, watching okay. way too much World Cup. I haven't been getting anything done in my like real life. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've been feeding my cats, obviously, and changing their water. Um, and I need to do their litter box. I'm sorry, kitties. But I have not. I have four loads of laundry that are all divided and ready to go. And I just, my excuse is that, oh, I don't have enough quarters. Oh <laughs> and I, get it. I have $5 in my back pocket. I'm going to the bank. Portugal I'm getting quarters. Portugal kicked Switzerland's ass. Yeah, it was, it was rough to watch. As a Swiss fan, it was... Six? They couldn't, yeah, they couldn't get anything Six done. Six to one. Six to one. It was really rough. Ooh, is that one of the highest one games of the highest, so far? It's one of the highest scoring games. It, um, no, Brazil beat somebody like... Brazil beat Costa Rica like seven to one or something. Damn, they got wood. But um, <laughs> they're having... In the, it's the highest scoring game in a in a quarterfinals that there's, I think, been since like 1950-something or something. I remember they were saying something, but I can't remember everything. Anyways, so two of my teams are out now. I was really going for Japan and uh, the Swiss, but two of my teams are still in, so the Netherlands and England. I'm going for England. You know why. Yeah. No, of course. <laughs> and I, For me, it's just that I know the players, and, and I'd like to see Harry Kane get a get a World Cup trophy because this is going to be his last year playing because be, he's old. It would be nice to go for the holidays and then have be celebrating yeah when with you know with the world cup victors hell the, yeah exactly you know, because I, think the, I think the last time they won was in 1966 in a while it's some yeah it was this we is the born. year if it's we, gonna happen this we is the year born yet let's just put yeah. it that way when the last time they won so harry kane if he can anyways i'm excited for the english team i, I think that they're real 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 contenders even though against the, that united states english England game was <laughs> pathetic. And I did watch that. What a waste of time! I was just getting ready to oh say my some, talk some shit. It was bad uh, this news. This lets you know that they need to invest more money into the USA women's soccer yeah, team. Exactly. We can at least over. take a world world, world cup. cup. Yeah, hell yeah. Invest because that shit. I was watching it, and the yeah. only thing I was thinking about was. If they don't invest into these so, women's soccer teams. This was the crazy thing is I saw that <laughs> I saw that game at Standard Deviant, which is a great brewery downtown. Everybody go check them out on 15th and Mission. Great, great beer. Love Standard Deviant. Anyway, yeah, free free lager. plug for them. But it was the place was packed, and I was kind of going for England, so I was being quiet. Jonathan and I were sitting there, and we're just like, Shh. but um, I couldn't handle it because the whole crowd started chanting. USA, USA, uh-oh, USA. Uh-oh, uh-oh. and it felt racist to me. It felt like in the heart of my being, I was like, I cannot chant this. It feels horribly racist. And then in the other game, the game that they lost, um, they the people were chanting, "This is the worst." It's called soccer. It's <laughs> called soccer. And I'm like, the hubris of you. American motherfuckers. Are you fucking kidding me? It's called soccer chance. 
it's called soccer. <laughs> it's so awful. They were doing it in Qatar too. They were chanting behind the behind the uh, the commentators, and they had signs that they had big signs that said it's the called arrogance. soccer. The arrogance. The arrogance. Yeah, I know. The it's- rest of the world, the England does, the UK does call it uh, soccer sometimes, but the rest of the world says football. football. F U T B O, that's in Espanol. Football. Football. Not soccer. Not soccer. See, this is, see, and this the is, one why, this is another reason why you leave in two. That's why exactly. Air, the another, another like, poss- possible. Possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of the arrogance and the, because I would have felt the same way in that room if I heard a bunch of white people and others call it, saying USA. I'm like, is there like a. Is there a rally? Where's the there, Trump rally? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where's the. Where's. Where, are we like, storming the Capitol? What are we doing? Is this the mob? This is the. Yeah, is this January 6th? Oh Jesus, my God. It's not all over again. <laughs> And then it's called Ooh. soccer. Mm. Y'all, that's know, tacky. I know, I know. That's ignorant. Ta- exactly. It's ignorant. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's no. I agree. I was really put off by it. I was like, we're just, it just makes us look bad. But when I go, I mean, whenever yeah. I go, <laughs> if I leave, when I leave, and I, whenever anybody asks where I'm from, I will just say San Francisco. <laughs> just like, I'm yeah. not going to say, I might say, California because don't say, just say because, those two things. Well, those are the only I mean, I can claim I can legitimately claim California as a birthright in that I've never paid rent. I've never lived outside of California. You've always paid your taxes to California. Always paid. I've never paid anything but state taxes. I've always had Wells Fargo. <laughs> this is my first bank. Um all of it. I'm super Californian. And so I feel like when I'm an international traveler, that I will claim California, and I will not say. I don't ever say I'm America. I always say, you know, I'm from Chicago, or I'm mm-hmm. from, you know, California. Yeah. And, but people get excited about Cal- oh, California, because they think Hollywood and shit like right, that. They you think, know, they think Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So that's where the conversation opens, and at least Chicago is a place where people, oh, Chicago, oh, you know, yeah. people are familiar with, rather, you know, sure. St. Louis. I don't think, yeah. But anyway, but. Yeah, I don't ever say. I've heard other Americans say, "Oh, I'm from America." I'm like, that's so vague. I don't know this person. In <laughs> I was so embarrassed in 2003 when I was in Amsterdam, and I was with a group of people, and and we wouldn't say anything. And when people would mistake us for Canadians, <laughs> we'd go, "Yeah, <laughs> eh, we're Canadians, eh." eh? Ma- yeah. Mont- Mont- Montreal, eh? <laughs> yeah. uh, like, parlez-vous français? Montreal, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we just wouldn't correct them. If it, they, some people would say, oh, clearly you're Australian. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> put another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> Let's just hang out and smoke pot in Amsterdam. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't going to claim... George Bush. I just, I, yeah. George Dubs as my own. No way. Mm-mm. I, but when I do open, when do people find out that I am from the States? And sometimes I'll say, I have said I'm from the States, but um, dialogue opens, especially when it gets political, which oh. I love. I love it. Oh. It's happened so many times, even this past time when I was in Portugal, dialogue and. And, and and the beautiful thing is what was going on in Portugal when I was there was the um, 
the election of the president in Brazil. Okay. So, because they, you know, Portugal, Brazil, they, you know. You know, they uh, speak Portuguese they, in Brazil. Exactly. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know. Little, uh, tiny but, country, lots of ships in the 1600s. <laughs> all the way to the 1880s. <laughs> but everyone was paying attention to that. And so after when Lula won, you know, I started, there was more political conversations about the states. And I'm just like, going. I'm, I'm listening to the news in Portuguese and trying to follow it. Sure. And then looking at the new American news on my phone, I'm just like, oh, hope. But I don't think, at least Bolsonaro, which is Trump, their version of Trump, he's out, but he's trying to play like, you know, oh, this is it was a, it was, they stole it from me. Exactly. Did the, you know the they Trump do that? Card. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I, you know, earlier you said that you were worried about 45 possibly running again, becoming, or, or becoming president again, becoming 47. I don't think he will. This, I, I love this new, optimism that you have. This 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 blind optimism. This is beautiful. There's a new racist in town, and his name is Ron DeSatan in Florida, the governor. And he wants to run for president? They're going to push him. So they want to have a bigger racist for president. Yeah. So then people a will vote. A racist that is not too um, uh, chaotic. See, but that's why people will if vote for Trump, because he's a, he's like a hidden racist still. Well, DeSantis, DeSantis is the one that, they want to put in as the running or as the runner for the Republican Party because they can least polish to Satan and he's not too <laughs> erratic huh. like Trump. Trump is just erratic. And so they're, you know, though they're still sucking his mushroom dick um, since he's lost 2018, 2020, 2022, the Republicans are getting kind of fed up with him and they're looking at the Satan. But the problem with the Satan, and we've talked about him many times on the show is him being the governor. Uh, he is the governor of Florida that put out that don't say gay in schools and it's going through in Florida. Oh, he's no. that guy. Oh, no. So, but the thing is he's not on social media being erratic. And so right. which the Republicans like, so cause he's quietly being That's a racist and a homophobe. He's just a quiet, quiet, the quiet, the quiet part. Yeah. Oh, well, Roe v. Wade was overturned. And like I said, gay marriage is next. And if the Satan gets in, then, you know, that's exactly the first thing that's going to happen that's is that they're going to repeal. <laughs> and but didn't Trump of. just said he wants to abolish the Constitution. Constitution. <laughs> and you couldn't even get anybody in the Republican Party see, to denounce him for saying so. That. But here's the thing of why I see that. Some people could get behind the idea of denouncing the Constitution. Because the Constitution, a lot of us say, especially on the Democratic side and the Socialist side and the POC side, that it's a super racist piece of legislation. When it was originally written, the whole three-fifths thing is so gross. And all of the stuff with the landowners, and it was all white men. And I get it. And so I could see people, I could see people backing Trump, POC and females, backing him or saying let's create a new piece of legislation that isn't racist but i think the problem is the people in charge are inherently still racist and they want to make it worse than it was before they'll take out all the rights and privileges that exist in the constitution if you build another one then what safety do we possibly have and they've already changed everything with like the all that stuff about them having all of our texts and all of the stuff that 9-11 did and they, they've been watching us and they have all of, you know all that stuff? What's it called? The, Are you talking about um, 
um, oh, have they taken away that? Well, they've, yeah, they've taken away all our civil liberties in so many ways. And yet, if you take away the Constitution, once you remove free speech, we're all fucked. If we make a new Constitution, who who do we trust to ratify? What what the th- no? But I can see some people siding and saying, "Tear it all down and rebuild it." Yeah, and those and that's what's sad is uh, you know. I can't even deny what you're saying because people don't do their own homework about the people that they're voting for or some mm-hmm. of these candidates. And so with that, I can I don't I can't disagree with you completely at all because when people see new eye candy they're like, "Ooh, what's this?" instead of doing your homework about how this person votes and how, you know, what laws and what are they about, they just see this shiny new object that talks. And it's just like, "He talks right. I I'm a vote for him." Like yeah. right now we have the Georgia runoff. Do not vote for Herschel Walker, please. For the love of God, that man is such a sellout. <laughs> um, the runoff between Warnock and Walker, we'll f- hopefully we'll find out by today. I'll be up. Listening. Is this a recount since this is back a recount. from, yep. but from November and yes. we're finally, we're in December and it's getting done. Yeah, this, okay. is, this is the day. Wow. This is the day. So we will find out if we have, Warnock, uh, or Hershey, sellout Walker. <laughs> but you know, it's what can hopefully, any? Of, hopefully, by this time, you probably won't have to worry about twenty twenty. I don't know. What here's the thing, though, is that we in if San Francisco has gotten this unfeeling toward people, because I'm talking about the homeless people that are cold on the street. This is like the last bastion of sort of like art and love and joy and beauty and being weird. And it seems like that's gone. Like enough rich people moved in and now it's $17 hamburgers with no fries <laughs> and children stealing toilet paper from the Walgreens. Like that's what, and there's poop on this. And then, and then no one can get, Healthcare, it's More hard, tents. and you've got tents, and it's raining. No one has shoes, and you know I don't want to go back to the seventeen dollar hamburger, but like there's a bunch of them. <laughs> I can't. I, I mean, anyway, San Francisco's going to hell in a handbasket, and as much as I love a good bonfire because <laughs> s'mores are my favorite, and I love to roast marshmallows, it's too expensive to watch. Like I'm burning my own money in the pile mm. to stay here and and like deal with the aftermath. I know San Francisco has given me the skills that I can go be happy pretty much anywhere. I've got enough education from this place. I've gotten enough experience from running this place. I've I've gotten a lot of things out of San Francisco. I've become a stand-up comedian. I have a huge script. Oh, that's the second book I can write. Oh my god, I would write if I had time and a little bit of distance and I wrote the poetry book first, I could write a fictionalized memoir of my 11 years in San Francisco. I'll be like, in an 11 year undercover study, <laughs> deeply embedded. You know, like I'm this journalist that did an 11 year undercover study as a comedian. Anyways, I would write like a tell all fictionalized memoir. I'm not gonna do any of one of those like, millions of pieces it was real i was really in jail and then <laughs> and then oprah's like this is the book of the year they were really in jail and then you find out they were never in jail, jail. and they're like 
well, it was a fictionalized memoir. And it's like, Oprah just started a genre. It's called fictionalized memoir. It's true, but it's not. You don't know what's true, what's not. Basically, the only true thing is that it's my name. And then the, and then every, some things are true. Like, I'll probably keep all the places real, but I'll change all of the names. I like the idea of the, you know, the great screenplay that you probably will be making. Oh, screenplay. I've already written all the screenplays. I'm just going to give those to Nikos. He already read one of them. He read Dottie and Brie, and he's like, this is really good. I can give him voices. I have so many. I have like eight screenplays that are written right now, and they're just sitting there. And they're all different lengths, too. Some of them are like 50 minutes. They're all, some of them are like Netflix. Anyways, I've got a lot of that stuff written. But the fictionalized memoir would just be, I wouldn't even mean it to be a movie. I'd want it to be a book. Because it's, I mean, comedy is, the only people who do comedy are really damaged, hurt people. And it's people who were like, who were ostracized as children, who were beaten, who were abused, who saw horrible things. This is what comics are, seriously. There has to be some kind of trauma that gives you the impetus to be like, I'm going to stand up in front of people with nothing except myself and my words and in, I'm going to make them laugh. That's an insane thing to think that you can do. And the only place that can come from is like extreme trauma. Or maybe someone's life was so perfect and awesome. Maybe that's the other way. It's, it's either extreme. But you would think that so many misfits could all sort of like band together. But I think that what they do is they band together in these little tiny enclaves, these little, these little groups, these little cliques. And so then it's just like high school again. It's just a bunch of hurt, damaged, confused people that are all trying to be creative and they're all vying for the same stage time and space and acknowledgement and it just gets ugly and toxic and gross. It does. And then sometimes you're on the outside and sometimes you're on the inside and some people like you sometimes and then sometimes they like you and then they don't like you. (laughs) And then it's like, what did I do? Why don't you like me anymore? What did I do? I didn't do anything different. I've been doing the same thing the whole time. And then, you know, it's so, oh my God, when people don't come to your open mic, it's like, whoa, wow, they don't even want my free stage time. Everybody hates me right now. What did I do? Right. So all that stuff, it's just a very, but I mean, and I, maybe I even would write it from the perspective of 14 year old. It honestly feels like the cheerleading thing again. It feels like I'm a cheerleader. Like I know I'm on the squad. There are eight cheerleaders on the squad, and I know that I'm one of them. And at the end of every game, I go, where's the party? And they all go, there isn't a party. And then on Monday, everyone's talking about the party. Mm. That's what mm-hmm. I feel like. That's what, I had a dream last night that I was at a comedy show, and everybody was talking about where they were going next, and they weren't telling me. They were trying to keep it secret, though. And I was like, I looked at one person, and I don't remember who it was in my dream, but I was like, it's okay. I get it. You guys don't want me to be there. Like... Keeping it a secret makes it even worse. That was that was gross. I remember you talked about that. But that's a dream. I mean, well, that's a dream. I just had last night. But didn't that? But didn't that happen months ago? Oh, it happens all the time. Uh, All the time. That's so rude. It's just people. But that's the thing is, it's not. It's not rude. It's that people don't want me around, and I get it. I don't want to be where I'm not wanted. I get that. And sometimes, and because I get it, when I. When I hide in the corner and try to be normal, people think I'm standoffish. When I'm myself and I have a personality, people think I'm a stage time hog. I'm a hog that I'm that I'm that I'm t- talking too much. If I it's like I'm, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. If I drink, 
too much and I'm actually comfortable, I have to hope that everybody else drinks so they won't remember anything. You have to go. That was your alarm. It's 3.05. Thank you for the free therapy. <laughs> um, anyways, we'll see what happens. It's two weeks from two today. Weeks, so ugh. today, I think that I think the meeting is at one fifty-five. is when I hear the news. Okay. And so I find out, you know, my fate. And then I either have to clean this place up so fast, so fast. Um, or, or I have to clean, actually clean it up. <laughs> um, yeah. Either way, there's either way, be some kind of clean. There's going to be some kind of cleaning being done either way. But, you know, it, honestly, I promise you this. If I get the money, I will not complain ever again about how I am disliked in the comedy scene. It doesn't matter. I do what I do for the comedy scene because I do it for Mutiny Radio, mm -hmm. for myself, and for the city of San Francisco. That'll be my, I'm being paid, I'll be paid by the city of San Francisco to provide stage time for comics. I can handle that. I can be cool with that. I can be like, I have a purpose, I feel valued, I feel acknowledged, and I don't need it from the comics because I'm getting it from the city. Bing. I like that. I like that too, because like it makes me a boss. Yeah. It makes me, are. I'm the fucking boss. And then, and then there, yay, yay. yay. I like that note. And then, and then next year when we